0: Let's open our Bibles here in Hebrews chapter 10. I want to share with you a few thoughts here in Hebrews chapter 10 about our liberty with the Spirit. You and I have the covenant of the Holy Spirit. The New Testament or the new covenant is the covenant of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Old Testament, you had a lot of structure, but uh, salvation is still the same. Salvation is by... Put in your trust on the Messiah. Amen. Amen. And the Messiah is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ already came, but he gave us the promise of a new covenant, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament, the Holy Spirit only chose a few people to indwell, but still he left. Amen. But you and I are given the great privilege of having the Holy Spirit stay with us. In John chapter 14 and verse 16, I give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit is forever with us. And he will never leave us nor forsake us, it says in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. And uh, uh, we see in here in Hebrews chapter 10, we see the new covenant in verse 16. We'll pick up the reading in verse 16, going on down to verse 25. Just uh, 10 verses here. So let's all stand together as we have our reading of the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 10 in verses 16 to 25. Just follow with your eyes as I go ahead and read the Word of God. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now we're "'Remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. "'Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest "'by the blood of Jesus Christ, by a new and living way, "'which he had consecrated for us, through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, "'and having a high priest over the house of God, "'let us draw near with the true heart in full assurance of faith, "'having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience,' and our bodies wash with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for it is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Father in heaven, we pray now your blessing upon what we have just read and heard. Bless your people as only you can. Guide our thoughts and our hearts, Lord, into the truths of your word. Convict us of our sins where we have failed you. Convince us, O Lord, of your righteousness, of your holiness. May we be diligent, O Lord, and strive to walk in faith with you until the judgment seat of Christ. Bless now this time, for we love you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. We have been here the new covenant of faith, the Holy Spirit indwelling you and I, and it says in verse twenty, by a new and living way. This is something different from the Old Testament. It's a different experience, and we have the Holy Spirit indwelling everybody, not just the chosen few prophets or the chosen few that were anointed by God. Just like Samson, some of the uh, uh, main people in the new- in the Old Testament, they enjoyed the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but still, just like Samson, the Spirit left him. David cried in Psalm chapter 51, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and thy Spirit within me. We have the Holy Spirit, and it's always been around in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit indwells everybody. He makes you and I his house. It says in in Hebrews chapter 3. Let's pick up the reading there in Hebrews chapter 3. He chose you and I to be his house. Look at verse 4. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily or truly was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of these of those things which were to be spoken after, but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? Think about that. Christ chose to indwell the believer, not the tabernacle, not the temple. He chose to indwell you and I. That's exciting, amen, and that's the new covenant of God. Whose temple are we? Whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. And you and I can enjoy this indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We can enjoy fellowship with God, fellowship with the Godhead. Not just the Holy Spirit, but Jesus Christ and the Father is living inside you and I. And this is amazing. And that's why we have the privilege, we have the right to meet God in the rapture. Because we are the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We are the house of God. And it says in there, there are three things we need to develop as we are waiting for the second coming of Christ. And it says in there in verse 25, not for singing the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. As you see the day approaching, the day of Christ, when Christ will return, and uh, when the trumpets will sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. And brother and sisters, that day is coming, I believe it's just a few few more days away. amen? I mean, when you read the, all the, the signs that are happening I mean, it's amazing that Trump just announced this afternoon, I just heard from Brother Chris, amen, he's going to make a deal where the, uh, the Arab world would, would finally make negotiations with Israel. I don't know what's going to happen, amen. But, brother and sister, we know the Dome of the Rock where the Muslim mosque is there in Jerusalem. We know. I mean, I was reading uh, documentation by the Christian Science Museum. I mean, the the Ark of the Covenant is already in the hands of Israel right now. They're just waiting to put that in place. And then they're going to have the uh, uh, the sacrificial system put back into place because israel right now has rejected the messiah and they're going to have the abomination of desolations coming in and brother sister we're out of here when that happens when they start developing all these sacrificial systems again we're out of here And brother sister that's coming very soon you look at mondex.com when you check your uh, your Google in there, there's already in place right now microchips, biochips that are ready to be implanted in people, in their right hand and their foreheads. These are thermally, th- thermally operated batteries that you'll have all the info of all your financial uh, numbers in there. Your identity is just in one biochip. Mondex, I mean, Motorola Corporation has all these in play right now. More than 2 billion microchips are ready to go. It's just a matter of time brother the trumpet shall sound for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout of the voice of the archangel and of the trump of god that the dead alive the dead shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds so shall we ever be with the lord as we are waiting for the second coming christ as we are enjoying the indwelling of the holy spirit we are enjoying this new covenant look at this there are three things Then we need to develop. Number one, look at verse 22. And having a high priest over the house of God, verse 42 says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You and I have the responsibility of keeping our hearts fresh and new. Amen? Keeping our hearts always revived. Always connected with God. Just like the same marital relationship that we have with our spouses. We need to be fresh all the time. I mean, saying I love you every Valentine's Day is not enough. Amen? We need to say it every day. Amen? And mean it when we say it. I mean, it's something we need, to, uh, we need to be diligent, be fervent about in our love relationship with our spouse. The same way in our love relationship with our spouse, God. Amen. We are the bride of Christ. We need to renew our relationship, our fellowship with God every day. We need to read our Bibles every day. We need to pray every day. God wants us to have a vibrant relationship with Him every day. It's a matter of the heart. They say every problem in this world is a problem of the heart. And the heart of every problem is the problem of the heart. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who could know it? Only God knows your heart. So it will, be, it will be wise. According to Jeremiah. Chapter 17 and verse 9. The heart is deceitful and desperate. Look at verse 10 in, the, in Jeremiah 17. It says in there. I the Lord search the heart. I try the reins. And it says in there. Even to give every man according to his ways. And according to the fruit of his doings. God Tries your filtration system. The range is a picture of your kidneys. Your kidneys are just the size of your thumbs. Of course, they're encapsulated with a lot of fat to keep your uh, thermal balance in there. I mean, uh, the glomeruli in there, those microtubules in there. They filter all the toxins of your blood. It didn't bring out all your... Uh, your urine out there, bring it out, all the toxins out of your body. It's a very intricate filtration system. To filter your mind, we need to bring your mind to the mind of God. Amen? Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26, being sanctified and cleansed by the washing of water by the Word. The Word of God is the instrument that God uses to cleanse your mind, to clean up your mind, to clean up your heart. And the Bible says in there in, uh, in Psalm 119 and verse nine, "Where would a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. We need to take heed to this Bible. It's the only way that God can clean up our lives, can clean up our acts. Amen, In second Corinthians chapter three and verse 18, but we all with open face beholding us in the glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. God changes us from one level of glory to the next level of glory to the next level of glory. We won't be in a state of perfect sinlessness, but at least we need to strive in in making ourselves better until we see God face to face. We know the, the promise of 2nd, I mean in 1st John chapter 3 and verse 2, it says in there, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. We'll be like Christ one day, but that will only happen when we see Christ face to face. We need to conduct ourselves every day, coming to the truths of His Word to filter our mind. Come with a true heart, the Bible says, as so we welcome the second coming of Christ. So let's go back again to Hebrews chapter ten, number one, it says, "Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." Every time you read the Bible, your body is energized, your mind is cleansed. You get a new step. You get a new hope in life. Amen. This life is dirty out there. Amen. I mean, there's so much temptation out there. There's so much filth out there. The only way for God to filter all that toxin in your mind is through his word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And God, God will guide you along. We're just all in the same journey. I have not arrived to sinless perfection. Neither have you. Let's just keep on walking with the Lord. Amen. And the second thing in there, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 10. Look at verse 23. The second, let us. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Number one, we see our heart problem. Number two, our hold problem. We need to keep on holding on. Amen? Keep on holding on. Do not let go. God does not let us go. But don't fail God but let by letting go. He'll keep on walking with you. But if you don't want to walk with him, I mean he can't force you. Just stand up again. You'll fail. I will fail. Both of us will fail. All of us will fail. But God wants us to know that He's out there he's waiting for you to stand up again. But you need to make that effort to stand up. Amen. And God has given us the promise of first John chapter. One, let's go back in there first John chapter one and look at verse six and seven. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Look at that. The word fellowship is repeated there two times. The issue here is not your relationship. Your relationship with Christ is permanent when you accepted Christ as your Savior. You're given the power to become a child of God. Your relationship is not in question when you sin. Your fellowship is in question. It says in there, if we confess our sins in verse 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousnesses. God has given us the open door of restoring fellowship with him. He's just waiting, waiting for us every day to meet with him every day. Make it a time with God. Make it a discipline to meet with God every day. Pick up a time. Open your Bible to pray. It's a discipline, amen. In John chapter 8 and verse 31, and you shall be my disciples indeed. If you continue in my word, a disciple is a student. A student will do everything he can. I mean, he'll do everything he can to learn. Amen. And I'm still learning with God. Uh, I promised God that I'll read through my Bible. The first year I got saved, I said, Lord, I'll read your book every day from Genesis to Revelation I'll finish your book in one year. I made it a a, a calculation. I calculated 1,189 chapters in the Bible. Then 365 days in a year. I divide 1,189 by 365.25. You know what I come up with? 3.25 chapters a day. I can finish my Bible in one year. So what I did was I did uh, three chapters a day for three days. And then on the fourth day, I read Four chapters. Then I did it again for three days. Three chapters a day for three days. And then in the fourth day, four chapters. And I've done that since 1986. I got saved in 85. Since 1986, I've read through my Bible 33 times. There are two times that I promised God uh, I'll read through your Bible twice in one year. I know Brother Frank Holman here in uh, Richmond, Indiana. He reads 27 chapters a day. He goes through his Bible five times a year. But Brother, it's a matter of discipline. But you shall be my disciples indeed if you continue in my word. We need to hold fast our confession. Hold fast our profession of faith. Amen? We need to be proud of being a Christian. I mean, so many so many Muslims know their Quran. Think about it. Muslims know their Quran. Then we as Christians, so many Christians don't even read their Bibles. When you have no excuse anymore, you can go to audible.com now. If you're too lazy to read your Bible, you can listen to the Bible now by going to audible.com. It's a free download, and you can listen to three chapters a day, then four chapters a day, To follow you along while you're reading. Brother and sister, we have no excuse anymore. But there's still so many Christians out there who don't have the discipline to hold on with the Lord. God wants to walk with you, He wants to guide you along in this life. I mean, the Bible says it there, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, you shall find rest for your souls. God says, Take my yoke upon you. I was thinking about that picture there in the, in the Middle East where you see farming being done in Israel. You have two oxen pulling a plow. Jesus Christ is that veteran oxen Then when you get saved, God is saying, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. Stay beside me and put my yoke. On top of you. And I'll teach you the walk of life. I'll teach you how to plow in this world of mine. To plow your field. So you can have an abundant field for harvest in your life. To make an abundant life for you. To have a meaningful life for each one of you. When I got saved, God changed my life. It was a no brainer for me. When God called me to be a preacher. I was going to be a good doctor, I had free education. I had the second highest score in our medical admission test in our school. I had full scholarship. But God called me to preach. and I said to myself, if I be a doctor, people will still die after I treat them. But brother, when somebody gets saved, they're healed forever and ever. I'm a spiritual doctor now. It's a no-brainer. Amen? My, my friends make a lot more money than I do right now, but in the afterlife, I'll make more than them. Amen. If they're not serving God right now, I'll make more than them. It's a matter of putting where your attention is, where your heart is. Number one, let's give our heart to the Lord. Number two, let's give our hold to the lord then look at this in verse verse 24 of hebrews chapter 10 as we wait for the second coming of christ to see our help with other people look at verse 24 and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works look beside you look behind you there are people counting on you amen i'm also a coach in our basketball team in our school I'll tell our, po- our boys, we don't have all the best kids in our school. We have richer schools there in the Philippines. There's 180 private schools in our city of San Jose del Monte. And we're about second to the last with our matriculation, our tuition fees. We're second to the lowest that we charge. So we don't get all the best students. My brother I tell my students well we're playing against bigger teams. I said it's a team play. There's no superstars in our team. We'll win one game, then we'll win two games during our interschool battles. I'll tell our people, I'll tell our boys, let's just provoke the next guy to do well. Provoke one another to love and to good works. And God will bless. Amen. You and I are in a big team. We're in the winning team. Amen? One day we're coming to meet the Lord in the air. We're the winners. Those people out there are losers. People who don't know Christ, they're losers. The majority of them will go to hell. But you and I are in the winning team. Let's enjoy the abundant life. Amen? In John chapter 10 and verse 10, the Bible says, The thief cometh cometh not but for to kill and to steal and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. God wants you to enjoy this life and enjoy it with other people, with other believers. Look beside you, provoke them to love and to good works. It's just a matter of nudging them. When I mean, when I was playing basketball before, I would just encourage the whole team. I mean I would just be the loudest man in our team, I didn't shoot the ball well. I was just a, a very Mean rebounder. I'll pick garbage points. I'll be, get the rebound, put it back in there. i get a foul or two every now and then. But, brother and sister, I'll encourage the whole team. We'll fight big games, brother and sister. This game of life is big. We need each other. Provoke one another to love and to good works. Not for the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let us enjoy the covenant, the New Testament, the covenant of the Holy Spirit, his indwelling as we see the day approaching. Let's all stand together, every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe God has touched your heart. As our invitation proceeds, and as our ushers come forward, Maybe it's time for you to make a recommitment with God. Guard your heart. As we prepare ourselves for the second coming of Christ, your heart is at the issue of life. Guard your heart, then guard your hold. Hold on to the Lord. Be with him. And then help one another. Let's have Pastor Christ please come now. Let's pray.